Shut up and sit down. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here on another episode of Cinema from the Dark Side podcast. Before we get started, some updates to the listener mail email address. So I realize that cinema from the dark side at gmail.com is quite a long email address to type out. So, so we have changed it and Good. it is now darksideama at gmail.com. Oh, much so, better. So much easier, right? So much better. <laughs> so darksideama at gmail.com. That's where you'll send your listener mail so we can answer your questions on the show. And joining me today is Nick. Nick, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me back. How are you? Dude, always a pleasure to have you. I'm yeah. super excited to be talking about this one. Today we are going to be talking about Dune, released 2021, Dune. directed by Denis Villanovo, one of my up-and-coming favorite directors of all time. But before we get into main topic, first thing we always do is movie news. So this one is kind of interesting. Um... And I'll explain a little bit after I read the headline, which is Norman Reedus, Sean Patrick Flannery, and director Troy Duffy in early talks to reunite for the Boondock Saints 3. So. Well, there it is. (laughs) So the reason why that's a little confusing to me is because I strictly remember uh, it was like two or three years. No, that had to be like three or four years ago now. Uh, Three or four years ago, Sean Patrick Flannery, he didn't Mm -hmm. give any details, but he said he couldn't work with Troy Duffy anymore he because of personal decisions the director has made and and he just didn't want to be associated sure. with him sure so he said that like three or four years ago but apparently they must have worked something out because apparently they're going to be doing Boondock Saints 3 yeah uh, you know it could have been money it, it could have been, been. <laughs> you know what ultimately yeah. needs to get worked out maybe was money maybe because enough money will make a, a Boondock Saints 3 happen yeah, I guess. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I mean, Sean you know. Patrick Flannery else hasn't done much. Norman Reedus is fine. Sure. But Sean Patrick Flannery sure. may, may need the money. <laughs> yeah. He, what has Sean Patrick Flannery done? Where, where do I recognize this face from? Uh, I know. Because here's the thing. I've seen Boondock Saints, the first Boondock Saints, mm-hmm. like maybe twice. Okay. My brother's a huge fan. He made me watch it. I've I've seen it probably twice. I didn't see Boondock Saints 2. Eh. And then that's where we're at with Boondock yeah. Saints. So, <laughs> so I don't Patrick, know that I know him from Boondock Saints. Sean Patrick Flannery. I know he was in one of the Saw movies. That's not saying don't much. Don't tell me. He was in Powder? I thought that was Norman Reed. No. Oh, wait. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was the albino in Powder. He was powder in yeah. powder. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, you would never know it because yeah. He's, I mean, you would yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he was in a Saw movie. Oh, he was. Much. He was in a season of Dexter. I remember that. Oh, he was in Dexter. Yeah. Which, by the way, I just watched the new episode of Dexter, and it was oh, fucking I awesome. I haven't watched it yet. Is oh, it good? It's good. It's good. Okay. Okay. It's I've good. heard from a few people that it's good, and I was a humongoid Dexter fan, just yeah. ginormous Dexter fan. Uh huh. Okay. Maybe I recognize him from Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, he's been in a couple things here and there, but I I would say Boondock Saints is probably like his biggest credit. Okay. And that's yeah. that's also weird because it's like a cult classic. Yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah, uh, you should watch Dexter. Put that on the list. It is. It's on the list. It's so good. It's on the list. We've been stuck on Invasion. Oh, is that good? On Apple TV Plus. Yeah, it's super good. So far, super good. They still nice. could lost it on us, but so far, super good. You know, I just recently got into Mr. Robot, and the first season was amazing. Yes. I remember I watched the first season uh, years before, tried watching the second season, and I just couldn't push through it. Okay. Like, it was a little bit boring. But now I'm, like, past where I left off before in Mr. Robot. Dude, the second season, even better. Really? Dude, Mr. Robot's dope. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I never gave Mr. Robot a, a, a fair shot. Really? Yeah. How did the opening scene not hook you immediately? It didn't. I don't know. It, I didn't. I never really. Uh, oh, dude. I, I rewatched the opening scene on YouTube just for kicks because it's such a great scene. It's oh, OK. The There's opening scene be, on how YouTube. Ma- how many is, seasons of this are there? There's four. OK. Well, then I'll give it another chance. Yeah, give it a shot. I try not to get sucked into the hype of a first season because right. I need yes, a little bit of longevity. I don't like this. You know, Netflix has like this two seasons sometimes and it's done, or three seasons sometimes and it's done. That's, I don't know. Yeah. It needs to have some longevity. Longevity. Anyway. However, they need to know when a good stopping point is. Yeah. Like I, Breaking look, Bad was perfect. Breaking Bad was perfect. Mm-hmm. That's it like ended. the only perfect TV show. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> That's it. Yep, 100% I agree. All right, now uh, let's go on to our next bit of movie news. And, uh, yeah, we just went off on a rant there. But that was about Boondock Saints 3. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right, next bit of movie news. Patty Jenkins' Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie delayed. Um, So uh, it was supposed to, pre-production was supposed to start this year. Uh, That's been delayed. Mm. Um, and looks like it won't start until 2022, but we don't know exactly when mm. in 2022. Mm. So it's been delayed. Well, delayed, delayed. You know what? I'm fine with Star Wars stuff being delayed. Mm-hmm. I feel I, like we've been over Star Wars a little bit. And, I never and thought I'd say that. But Disney yes, needs agree. to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, look, I have a, st- a Stormtrooper tattooed on my throat. I am a <laughs> tremendous Star Wars fan. Two Star Wars posters right behind. Huge oh, yeah. Star Wars fan. Pump the brakes, oh, yeah. Disney. Just <laughs> please. But here's the thing. Please. When it comes to Patty Jenkins, though, um, you know, I love the first Wonder Woman movie. First Wonder Woman was dope. Yeah, me too. Didn't second, see the second one. Oh, dude, the second was horrible. That's why I didn't see it. It was so bad. Everyone said the same thing. <laughs> it was so bad. I don't. Yeah. My main problem with it is that the antagonist was like this fucking rock. That's what the antagonist <laughs> was. <laughs> All right. And then like Cheetah was there for like five minutes. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't see it. So did she direct the second one as well? She did. I okay. have no idea where the disconnect between the first and second one came from. Yeah. But it's like she she shat gold for the first one. Yeah. 
and then took a diarrhea doo doo all over the second. I don't yeah, even know, I don't know. what happened. I, I like to think that the evil studio got involved, you know, studio meddling. That's what yeah. it always is. I right? mean, it is Warner Bros., so that's definitely possible. Yeah. Oh, if it's Warner <laughs> Brothers, then yeah, totally. That's like, that's what they love to do. Oh, of course. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, we'll see when that production starts up. Uh, next bit of movie news. Now, me as a technical and like kind of TV nerd, um, I'm always like analyzing the quality of films and whatnot. This one's sure. getting me pretty excited. Disney Plus is adding IMAX enhanced aspect, aspect, oh my God, aspect ratios <laughs> to MCU movies. That is hard. Uh, I like this. Yes. This is great. So starting on November 12th, when they, uh, just in a couple days here, when they release Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, mm -hmm. uh, that will be one of the first ones that'll have IMAX enhanced features. Um, so 13 Marvel titles will have this on November 12th. We have Shang-Chi, Iron Man, both the Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and Black Widow. Wow. that's So, wait, were all of these originally in IMAX? Like, did they I, have an original IMAX version, or are they being altered for IMAX? I don't know. They're saying you, that means you'll, you're going to be seeing about 26 more of the movie, 26% more of the movie with IMAX Enhance. Oh, interesting. So I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure they, at, some of these had an IMAX release. Right. But I don't I know if all yeah, of them did. I, I couldn't tell you which ones, but <laughs> I, would, I, I would love to watch Avengers Endgame in. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. Captain yeah. America Civil War. All of these are gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll probably pass on Black Panther because I don't love the movie Black Panther. Look, I like it, but it's like a, it's the same reason I don't like the first Ant-Man very much. Oh, I see. Those I like the two, first Ant-Man. Those two fall into the same category for me of I like the characters and the movie's fun and exciting, mm -hmm. but it's a good guy. And then the bad guy version of the good guy, and then the <laughs> but good Marvel guy wins. Marvel loves to do that. I Marvel loves do to that. do that. I know it's like the introduction thing, you know. Yeah. And they I have mean, that same pattern that it's like okay. I mean, both the Iron Man, both the first two Iron Mans were like that. Yeah, kinda. I mean, the first yeah, Iron the first Man, Iron yes. Man, yes. The first Iron Man, yes. The Second first Iron, Iron Man, Man, yes. Second, Second Iron, Iron Man, Man as well. Wasn't the second Iron Man the the, uh, the 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 Mandarin? No, that was Iron Man three. What was Iron, Iron Man? 2? Iron Man two was Mickey Rourke. Oh yeah, yeah, Whiplash. Yes, yes. Yeah, Whiplash. So yeah, but he made him he made himself a suit, and he was the same thing, fucking Iron Man, but with whips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Mar I I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, Marvel loves to do that anyway. But I'm just, I, I'm excited. Uh, first of all, I haven't seen Shang Chi yet, so I definitely want to watch that. I haven't Shang Chi, and here's the thing with Shang Chi is, up until Shang Chi, I'm pretty familiar with a lot with all the Marvel properties so far. You know that mm -hmm. we've been through, and the ones that I don't know very well, I kind of know a little bit, and I can fake my way through the rest of it. But Shang Chi, it's like I can't even pretend to know anything about it. I'm going. I, I, I know zero. 
I know. Me too. And I kind of like that, though. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to not knowing anything and seeing how they present this story. Because watching Iron Man, you're like, I know this story. Right. You know, watching <laughs> Thor, you're like, I know this story or whatever. Mm-hmm. With Shang-Chi, nothing. Not not, N- not much, not, man. Not a one, just zero. And that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to watch it in IMAX. I am definitely going to watch that with the IMAX enhanced as well. All right, moving on to our next bit. Uh, Jurassic World 3 officially done confirms Colin Trevorrow. So Colin Trevorrow has directed the past three Jurassic World movies. Um, I think he's done pretty well. I like the first one. Second one was kind of eh, meh. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was just forgettable. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, at the end of the second one, they kind of set up this world where basically dinosaurs are now going to just like there's like a complete global pandemic of dinosaurs did that okay so here's the thing oh spoiler i didn't alert, see sorry. the second no, no no i don't care <laughs> okay i didn't i never watched the second jurassic world okay i watched the fir- the first jurassic world is the chris pratt jurassic world right mm-hmm. and okay. he was in the second one too yeah mm-hmm. that one i did see in the theater and the second one i did not watch it was fine. It was. Uh, it's a good way to if you got two hours to spare. Okay. I would give it. A, I would give it a watch. But basically, at the end of the second one, uh, all the dinosaurs get released into the into the world. I always wondered why that didn't happen sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad it's happening now. You know. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Jurassic World three. We'll see how. Uh, Maybe it there, is Jurassic World, like actual world. Yeah, it's an actual world now of dinosaurs. But yeah, we'll see. Um, how great would that be? I'm down for this. Well, you need to watch the second one. To <coughs> I do. Up. I feel like I really want to watch the second one now. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, moving on to yeah. one of our next bits. Spider-Man No Way Home poster gives look at first uh, first look at Green Goblin. Oh. So uh, they released a new poster, and it's uh, mainly Doc Ock's arms around Peter Parker Spider-Man. And you kind of see Green Goblin in the background. He's so far away. (laughs) But I can tell just from looking at this that it is not the amazing Spider-Man version. No. It it has to be the William Dafoe version. It looks like the William Dafoe version. Yeah. I mean, based on the... Just based on the head. Yep. You know, like kind of the way the head looks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's got me excited. So I love William. You know, I'm not a big fan of the original Spider-Man movies. Like, I like the first one. Second one, meh. Third Mm. one, garbage, right? Yeah. So, but I loved William Dafoe as Green Goblin. He was perfect. Me as well. Yeah, he was a great Green Goblin. (laughs) One of my favorite lines, and I still, like, think about it whenever I think of, like, Green Goblin is uh, when William Dafoe is on his glider. And he starts singing the itsy bitsy spider. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines of his, and it's amazing. I want to so hear it again. Good. I'm really excited about this Spider-Man movie. I know it. Looks All the so Spider-Mans good. have been great. Yes. And this one, I just I want it to be great. I agree. Yeah, 100. I want it to be great. Um, yeah. So, last bit of movie news here. Oh. Well. Actually, sorry, I lied. Second to last bit. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. He's definitely one of my top five favorite directors of all time. Um, yes. 
new info has come out about his new project. So it looks like Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, and Cillian Murphy have been cast to star in Christopher Nolan's upcoming atomic bomb film, Oppenheimer. So I'm definitely excited about that. I don't know if, uh, like, what roles these people are playing yet. It was just said they're casted. I definitely want Robert Downey Jr. to play Oppenheimer, though. <laughs> yeah, like the act, like Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah, that's. I mean, he was Tony Stark. Come on, yeah, he's got to be Oppenheimer, father of the atomic bomb. Yes, it only Damn, makes that's sense. Interesting. Even okay, just based on that premise with the cast and that director. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Of oh, course, I'm in. You know, Christopher Nolan is one of those guys where. <clears throat> like he's again he's in my top five favorite directors but to, some of his movies I just miss for long periods of time yes and I don't know why like I didn't see Interstellar until last year oh my god and I don't know why because that movie's amazing Interstellar we, uh, we we just started watching Interstellar for like the fifth time la- like two nights ago we started really? it again because it's so good yeah Interstellar I is so good love Interstellar have you seen Tenet yet? Yeah, I really like Tenet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started watching Tenet a second time, but fell asleep. But man, I really want to watch that again. Mm-hmm. I have so, one request for Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Just please don't keep doing whispers and explosions. Like, oh my god, every movie is whispers and explosions, and it's and it's really annoying. So. I'm fortunate because I have a, like a surround sound system mm-hmm. with like a center channel and the center channel is used for dialogue for okay. any Christopher Nolan film. I have to jack up the fucking center channel yeah, audio so time. hard. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's so annoying, dude. Please it's like, no it, more whispers and explosions, please. But that just, but it also means I can't watch anything while my kid's sleeping because like I'll be yep. turn, cranking it up for dialogue and then all of a sudden, yeah, exactly. Then tenant happens. You're like, yeah. You have an airliner crashing into a terminal. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I suppose we could use headphones. That would be the, you know. Yeah, but I but me and my still, wife are going to sit annoying. together wearing different headphones. <laughs> it's still annoying. Yeah, it is 100% annoying. Um, but yeah, fix that center channel. Fucking yeah, please. Christopher Nolan. Please, please. Uh, otherwise, you're great. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, doing, leave it doing. alone. Yeah. No one's such a boss. Here's the thing I love about Christopher Nolan. All he has is one email address. <laughs> and that's it. He has no social media, no Twitter, nothing, just a phone and one email address. He's like, that's it. That's such a boss move. Yeah, that's that, true. I mean, really, that's a boss move. I mean, Jesus Christ. I personally have three different email <laughs> I addresses. Know, I have so many emails. <laughs> Do I have two Facebooks? It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, man. Three yeah. Instagrams. That's just insane. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I definitely want, but Robert Downey Jr. has to play Oppenheimer. It just has to happen. It kind of, yeah, it kind of has to happen. It has to happen. So, yeah. moving on to our last bit. I'm being honest this time. Uh, Dune sequel is confirmed, set to come out in 2023. Ooh. So, um, Ooh. yeah, I was kind of nervous because of the whole pandemic. And uh, I know that Dennis Villanobo had made comments saying we have to see how well the first one does before a second one gets greenlit. Right. Um, so that kind of had me worried, especially because it was being released uh, on HBO Max as well. 
Um, but apparently it still did well enough to warrant a second film immediately because opening weekend, Warner Bros. was like, hell yeah, part two, let's go. Go. Green so, go. yes, I'm definitely excited for that. Um, Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, of course. How do you feel about the 2023 release date, though? I'm down. I'm here You're for down. it. You're here? Look, unless something catastrophic happens between now and 2023, <laughs> which I don't foresee, I'm here for it. I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> I want them to it, make it good. Isn't it weird, like, when you hear, like... 2023 doesn't sound like a real year to me yet. <laughs> yeah. I, like, can, I mean, I can picture 2023 kind of really already. I can foresee it. Yeah. You still think we'll be in pandemic 2023? Uh, no, no. I mean, I hope not by then. Not with this. <laughs> look, I don't want to get political, but not with this. When the Pfizer pill comes out, I think mm. it will. I think that will change everything. Yeah. Then you can just take a preventative pill like if you catch it you just take a preventative pill you have no symptoms you'll be fine true and so that's it when that happens that'll everything will be back to normal okay well i'm glad you're optimistic you know i plus i mean <laughs> i get accused of being too optimistic but i think that's no that's a good thing i think that will start happening in 2022 yeah you know yeah i know but like i don't know whenever i hear like anything past two years out like when I heard Disney bought Star Wars and like they're like you know the Force Awakens was like gonna come out in like three years after the the purchase. Yeah, it was just like that's so far away. Yeah, it I doesn't know. seem ac- real yet. I know, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's the thing. It doesn't until it does. I remember yeah. watching the first Force Awakens trailer, going, "Holy shit!" Like, right. I've been reading about and thinking about this for years. And here's the trailer, and I'm finally watching the trailer. Yeah, ah, oh man, that was such a good trailer. It was a really great trailer. But I mean, like, the first, like, episode one had a good trailer. That is true. They, movies can really get you with trailers. Yeah. Episode What's one the, had a great trailer. Uh, here's a good one. What's the most deceiving trailer you've ever watched? Besides Star Wars episode one? <laughs> 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 sure. Besides Star Wars that. Episode, uh, oh, shoot. I don't know. What was a really good trailer and turned out to be crappy? Hmm, I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. I'm Googling most deceiving movie trailers just to see if anything Is comes there a up. list? There could. There should be a list that exists. There should be. Sweeney Todd. Okay. Didn't watch it or really the gray. the trailer. The Gray? No, didn't see either. Didn't see that either. Frozen, the fuck this list. Frozen had a deceiving trailer. I don't think it did. I feel like Frozen delivered pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. This list is bullshit. Um, Frozen. (laughs) uh, Honestly, the only one that comes to mind is Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yes. Yeah, that one was a very misleading trailer. There's so much stuff cut from the trailer. Like, like, all, sorry, stuff that was included in the trailer never made it to the movie. There was oh, a yeah. bunch of shit. I remember that. Yeah, that's like a thing. I, uh, Justice League, I remember being hyped for the trailer. Oh, or uh, yeah. Batman v Superman, I was pretty hyped mm. for the trailer. Yeah, agreed. I'm, I'm upset that that Batman v Superman went the way it did. Yeah, me too. 
I have a buddy who swears by it, but I'm like... I still like Batfleck. Oh, of course. I'll always like Batfleck. Yeah. Always and forever. You might not have been with us for this piece of movie news, but Ben Affleck just filmed some scenes for Flash. Oh, shit. That makes me happy. Yeah. Flash is going to be great. Flash, whatever, Flash, Flashpoint is going to be great. I know. I cannot wait. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, but again, that was our last bit of movie news, just confirming that Dune Part Two is in the works. Uh, so let's move on to our main topic, which is, of course, Dune. So Nick, Dune uh, itself, Dune itself. So Nick, uh, this is going to be a quite interesting episode because, if I remember correctly, you liked the original Dune that came out in 1988, right? Uh, you know, I I did. And okay. uh, <clears throat> I rewatched it recently in light of, you know, recent events of the new Dune coming out. Right. I, I rewatched it and I still like all the things I kind of liked about it. But mm-hmm. it's not I mean, it's not great. It's not objectively a really good, cohesive movie. Yeah. And there's so much exposition and so much like care, you know. I forgot about the like the character introductions, and then the, I forgot about the credits. I was like, oh yeah, those credits. Yeah, but the thing with that though, and you know, David Lynch, the director, has has since like basically disowned that movie. Yeah. Well, um, and David Lynch, look, he's a yeah. weird dude. Oh yeah. To begin with. Yes, indeed. David Lynch doing a sci-fi movie is like, whoa, <laughs> that just seems so far out there. That's like being high and then taking a hit of acid. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. And then trying to write a movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but when it comes to, so I'll be honest, I've only seen parts of the original Dune, mm-hmm. but from what I've heard, oh, it was basically just, I, sh- I know I should. Mm. Um, but basically from what I've heard, it was basically they jammed three books into one movie. Is that accurate? Yeah, they went, Yeah. They went okay. hard. They told a lot of story. And <laughs> even the story that they didn't tell, they, they like, gave you exposition on it. Mm-hmm. And the, some of the stuff, like, and that's even true, I guess, in the newer film, is some of the stuff you just, they don't explain it, and you just kind of have to get it. Like, mm-hmm. you right. know, like, they don't really introduce things and explain things. It's like, oh, you just have to understand that this is a thing, and... I don't know. Mm-hmm. They they make the viewer assume a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I kind of felt that way a little bit, like, for the first half hour of the new one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Especially, did you? Yeah, because, again, I have only saw I only saw bits and pieces of the first, of the 1988 one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the, when the first, like, half hour of this new one was coming out, it was kind of jarring because there's all this stuff you have to, you know... Um, uh, there's all this stuff you have to kind of learn and learn quickly to understand the story. Yep. It's yep, like <laughs> yep, the House of Atreides, and then you have to, like, uh, what was one of the other? Let me go back here. Yeah, House of Atreides, and then the planet Arrakis. And uh, then, Arrakis, you yes. Know, yeah, there's lots Yeah, lots of stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and then the planet Kaladin, and then fucking yeah. uh, the House of Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yeah. yeah. Harkonnens. Harkonnens, yeah. The Harkonnens, the, so, House of Atreides, yeah. 
I will I will admit for the first half hour I was like Jesus fucking Christ I'm never going to be able to understand this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know and that's the problem with Dune and that's what everybody says. I see I per- I never read the book of Dune. Right. Last year I tried to start reading it because I got all excited cuz I have a Kindle that has a dyslexic font. So I'm just really? like I'm dyslexic. Bring on the books. Wait, hold on. What's the dyslexic font? Uh I can't remember what it's called it might be called just the dyslexic font for the kindle <laughs> uh, there's a good chance of that i don't know i just but found what it. to do like what it, what does it look like it makes uh it creates uh it looks like a nor you know normal ish words um okay. but it creates certain gaps between l- certain letters and will sp- okay. give extra space or smaller spaces between certain letters or make certain parts of letters thick so um when wow. I when I look when I'm reading and I see the word like film, sometimes it can look like flim and I'll have to read it like four times before I see I'll have to like actually concentrate and go F I L M because mm. my brain will go flim, flim, flim. But with okay. the dyslexic font, the I and the L there's a bigger space and then the L is thicker, so you read film, you know, every time. Right. It, okay. I could just tear through books. And so I started reading Dune. And even it was like, it's a huge book. And it sets up this like big universe. Mm-hmm. And the universe is really, really cool. It just takes, it's a slow burn to like set this right. universe up. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So cool. Okay. I just, yeah. I, like, you caught me off guard with dyslexic font, and I was like, yeah, I got to hear more font. about this. Yeah, it's cool. It's helped me read a lot of books. I've been, re- I read uh, Star Wars Heir to the Empire, and I read, uh, God, what other, what other books did I read last summer? I read books last summer on my Kindle and really, really enjoyed it. And I started reading mm-hmm. Dune, but it's a big book. And my brother, so my brother has read the books. And anybody who's read the book says the same thing, like it couldn't ever possibly be made into a movie and like accurately reflect. It's just it would like yeah. it's impossible. You'd almost have to do a series. Yeah, I feel yeah, like a series. Yeah. A series would be great. A well, really they, long series. Well, you know they actually made a series not of of Dune, but they're on sci fi channel. There was one called Children of Dune. Oh yeah, yeah, Children of Dune. That's and it actually a, had James McAvoy the... in it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Children You're of no Dune. Kidding. Dude, Google it. He looks like a baby face. Wait, Children of Dune. Children of Dune, James McAvoy. Children of Dune, James McAvoy. Oh, he, oh, look at James McAvoy. Yeah, baby face, right? Young. Wow, Children of Dune TV miniseries, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it could be a series, and I would watch a Dune series. Yeah, I would too. I mean, but I mean that's the thing. Like when it comes to, and this also go, kind of goes for, oh, <laughs> going back to Christopher Nolan. So I feel like Dennis Villanova and Christopher Nolan are very similar in ways. Like all their films have very big ideas and they're all very grandiose. Right. Um, Where like, I feel like Christopher Nolan, if like take Tenet, for example, Mm -hmm. I felt like Tenet would have been a whole lot better as a series versus a movie. 
just because the idea of Tenet is so large. The first time yeah. I watched Tenet, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah. It kind of. It took multiple watchings before I was like, okay, I get it. It kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of has that. You just, it's the same thing. You're just, you accept certain things if you want mm-hmm. to keep watching this movie. Right. You know, you have to accept that they understand how this works. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even right. if I don't quite get, I mean, by the end you kind of get, I don't know. Uh-huh. It took me a minute to understand Tenet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You yeah, know. definitely. But, but, you it know. It is for, a big idea. But yeah, but I mean, Dennis Villanova is kind of along the same lines. I mean, this mm-hmm. movie wasn't as bad as some of his other movies. Um, I shouldn't even say bad. All of his movies are great. I love Blade Runner 2049. I liked Arrival. I like Prisoners, Sicario. All Dennis Villanova's movies have been great. But they're, but the ideas are just becoming very grandiose to where I feel like a miniseries might serve the purpose better. Yeah, especially for this story. Yes. Like, this is just a huge story. I mean, I've yeah. seen, look, I've seen Arrival. I didn't see Blade Runner 2049. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Is it good? Dude, it's so good. Oh if you God. if you love Blade Runner. I, I if, look, I like Blade Runner. Okay. You will, Deckard, you will yeah. then you will like 2049. How do you not like Deckard? Dude, I don't know how you don't like Deckard, but I'm yeah. just saying. 2049, put it on the list, dude. All right. It's good. Gosh. It's one of those movies you're going to kick yourself for not watching. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't want that, so I'll have to watch it soon. <laughs> when did that come out? That came how out in like 2018. How late am I on this? 2017? Okay. No, 2018, I think. Oh, wait. Did you just look it up? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, 2017. Yeah. Look at I that. I want to look up his films. Because I, I, I mean, I really liked Dune. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me want to watch other things he's directed for sure. Dude, yes. Sicario, if you haven't watched that, that one's really cool. I have cool. not. Sicario, action thriller. Mm-hmm. Benicio Prisoners. Del Toro. Yes. Benicio Del Toro and uh, uh, what's his face? God damn it. Josh Brolin. Or Enemy? Is James Enemy Brolin. Good? I actually, that's the one one. I, that's the one of his movies I have not oh, watched yet. See, that one seems interesting. A, mis- a mystery drama thriller. Prisoners is also really good. I mean, oh, thriller! Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in. I like thrillers. Prisoners. Prisoners is great. Hugh Jackman. I like Hugh Jackman. I it's like the Jake one. Gyllenhaal. It's the one Hugh Jackman movie where I'm like, why the fuck is like where I'm not like why the fuck is Wolverine here? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Did you see uh, you know, The Prestige? That's I think that's an underrated Hugh Jackman film. That is. I have. I only watched it once. It's but again, Christopher good. Nolan. The Prestige. Yeah. I think I remember the ending of The Prestige. I need to rewatch it, but yeah. It's real good. It's real good. Yeah, definitely. I totally forgot what we were talking about before. But, oh, big ideas. Big ideas. Miniseries. Dune could be a miniseries. Yes, I agree. (laughs) So, moving on from that, um, once we got past the half-hour point, the movie got exponentially easier to follow and for me at least and it became more exciting to watch right um being as someone who's never really had much association with the original dune movies or books Mm -hmm. um that's just my personal take on it i have to say the cinematography in this movie i i'm i fucking 
am kicking myself because I should go see this in the theaters. Yes. Because I, I own I saw this at home like on HBO Max, but same. I same. Mean, just on even on my sixty-five inch TV, I'm like, fuck, this looks really good. I know. It looks beautiful. Like it looks beautiful. And it's a, and most of the movie is a sand planet. And yeah. a sand planet is fucking beautiful in this movie. Yeah, it is. And they even and what's crazy is on the sand planet, they still manage to have this crazy sense of scale. Yeah. Like this crazy, yeah. like you can see the, you can imagine the buildings and the people and how big some of these ships are and mm-hmm. how big, like when you finally see the Shai Halud, like how big it is. And oh mm-hmm. my God, they did a yeah. good job. I mean, I he, that. I mean, his cinematography is always like po- on point. Like if you thought this was good, wait till you watch 2049. Really? I'm dead serious. It's oh. one of the best cinematographies I've ever seen. See, you're building a lot of hype for this for 2049. Hey, man, I don't even need to. What's the Rotten Tomatoes on it? Uh, I don't know. 120%. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell? Flavor of it. Uh, someone's texting me. Let's see. Rotten Tomatoes, oh. Blade Runner 2049. 88%. 88%. Okay, look, I've watched lower movies than that. And I'm pretty sure you've liked lower movies than that. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe I got to stop building hype, but I'm just saying. Cinematography okay, okay. is on point. On point for cinematography. 2049. Yes. Um, so, here's some things that confuse me, and maybe you can kind of clear this uh, stuff up. Yeah. So well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. So okay, correct me if I'm wrong. So the emperor sent the house of Atreides to Arrakis. Yes. Um to and it was a setup for them to fail? Uh essentially, yes. Okay. It was a setup for them to fail, but they nobody knew it. Nobody, nobody knew, knew it. Was it. A Not even the Harkonnens? Not even Well, I mean, yeah, the Harkonnens I don't know if the Harkonnens knew or not. Okay. I think the I think the uh um what's that guy that uh you know the Baron, the leader of the Harkonnens. Peter Skarsgard? Yeah. Yeah. The Baron. Which the Baron in the original Dune uh was really gross. You sh- have you Googled images? Do you remember the Baron from the original Dune? I'll look it up. Yeah, Google image search David Lynch's Dune, the Baron. And it always grossed me out as a kid. And it was one of the reasons that, like, I was fascinated with this movie because he was so disgusting. Because the Baron's kind of, you know, he's kind of that gross, disgusting character, and they really made him look gross. And <laughs> But the Baron... But I think the I think the Baron knew, but I don't know if everybody else in the House of Harkonnen... Like, knew? knew okay, that was the only... Po- be oh, oh, yeah, he does look gross as shit. Yeah, it's super gross. He's like all warty. Yeah, all gross. And like in one of the scenes, they're like sucking pus out of one of his like big <laughs> sores, like with a big okay. syringe. It was really gross. I gotta watch it now, just yeah, based on that. You scene. definitely should. That and honestly, they did pretty well with the effects in that movie. But the the body shields are pretty oh, hilarious yeah. in the original oh, yeah? David Lynch's Dune. What do the body shields do? You know, you remember the body shields from Dune where they go, right. and it's like you can't. Right. 
stab through them. It's the same thing. I mean, it's the same idea, except in the first Dune, it's these weird animated boxes around them. <laughs> you have to see. It's incredible. It looks okay. like Tron, like Tron effects. Baron. Okay, so hold on. I'm just going to Google all so this stuff. To, yeah. Shields, Dune, 19. David Lynch, <laughs> Dune, Body, Shield. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see it. Oh, yeah, it it's like, like all polygon. Yeah, all these weird poly. It looks like it, it reminded me of like Tron, like Tron effects. Honestly, like though, the original Tron. Honestly, though, like just from the still shots for 1984, that's not bad. No, it's not. It's really not that bad. I mean, maybe in motion it's different. But you know, uh, I rewatched it recently and it look, it looks dated. Uh-huh. But it doesn't look that dated, you know. Some, hold on, someone put a. Uh, damn it! Can I save this image? Uh, copy image. Can I just paste it here? No, I can't. Uh, someone uh, put uh, Timothy Chalamet, and kind of did their own version of the original shield around his body. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I can just share my screen. Oh yeah. There. Yeah, the fight scene. Can you see this? Yes. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I see what you mean. Oh, that's really funny. Around fall. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. That's exactly what it looked like. Just a big boxy, weird, animated. It's like they shot these fight scenes and then just was like We'll figure out the body shields later. Mm, you know, we'll right. figure out those in post. We'll figure out that effect later. Right now, just fight. Honestly, I mean, but yeah, for 1984, that's not bad. It's not um, bad. So let's kind of pivot here. Let's talk about the cast of this movie, because my God, this is an all-star cast. Is it an all-star cast? I mean, I recognize. Oh, dude. Yeah, let's see. Me? I recognized a bunch. Josh Brolin, yeah, Oscar Brolin. Isaac, Oscar Isaac, yeah, Jason Momoa, Skarsgård, yes, Jason Momoa, yeah, Javier Bardem, come on, yes, okay, yeah, this is a big cast. I mean, all these, all these amazing actors in one film, and half of them die. <laughs> I know, <laughs> spoilers, half of them die. <laughs> but that's just the story of like. You know when uh, you know Josh Brolin gets cat or uh, yeah, isn't it Josh Brolin's character that dies? Well, I mean, both Oscar Isaac, I know Oscar Isaac and Jason Momoa both die. Yeah. The l- only thing I remember from Josh Brolin is like the base was getting attacked and he was like running off into the night, and there was an explosion. Oh, I think Brolin survives, but it's See? like okay. all the character. It's like yeah, sorry, that was a bad example, but. <laughs> When you know when Oscar Isaac gets cast as, you know, the House of Atreides, you're like, oh, well, he's going to die. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, – but, yeah, it was still – I mean, again, as someone who doesn't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this info, me watching all these A-list actors who I think are going to be in the next film, right? I'm like, oh, he's dead. Oh, now he's dead. Motherfucker, Jesus, all these people are dying. <laughs> all these people are dying. Dude, <laughs> Oscar Isaac's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but okay. So Josh Brolin coming back. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm hoping that part two 
brings in even even more A-list actors. I don't know who the characters are going to be in part two. I'm assuming everyone we've already met plus some more. Uh, yes, everyone okay. we've already met and some more. And maybe, and like, I don't know, maybe more. Mm. Maybe more. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I, see, I feel you. You're I not mean, leading look, me anywhere. Maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one character I'm trying to track down. That character from the Dune 1984 film that they cart out in the big uh, aquarium thing, that, sh- that character's not in the Dune 2021 film. 1984. And I was can't that, remember. Uh, uh, Sting was in the 1984? Oh, yeah, Sting was in it. They left that character completely out, too. Really? Yeah, that was... Rula uh, <coughs> or Rutha? Yeah, they left that character out completely. Why did I think it was David Bowie in the 1984? (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. I thought it was David Bowie. You can kind of, you know. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of. Kind of interchange them. Yeah, I'm thinking of David Bowie was in the Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me movie. David Bowie was in the Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me movie? Yeah. Yeah, he played a special agent. No. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. That's I'm not sorry. true. It's that's impossible. impossible. Yeah, uh, that's so I'm, I'm just getting uh, David Lynch movies confused. Yeah, I really like Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, and I don't remember David Bowie in it. I might have to fact, fact check on fact check this go for it yeah fried fried was not in the 2021 version sting's character would he be in the part two though based on what you know about the character was he okay in the original movie was this fried character introduced early on yeah he was introduced pretty early on Mm, okay i mean he could still show up that's why I say, yeah, man, maybe more. Maybe. Because I don't know how they're going to fit Fry. I thought Fried had already fit into the story, like into the part one story. Mm-hmm. But gotcha. I could be wrong about that. The story yeah. itself is pretty hard to follow. <laughs> you know. But I mean, ultimately, yeah. yeah, you're right. I think they were set up to fail. Um, but. Okay. In, yeah, but just in like doing some... so, they got Paul to Arrakis and that's the most more important part of the story right did you hear people were pissed off because like uh, Zendaya was only in it for like seven minutes Mm. like people were like and I'm like okay but she's not the main part of the story yeah I mean plus and she's not the main part of the story yet right currently currently right when I'm part assuming she's going to have a bigger part. In yeah, part when two. part two comes out, people will be stoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, people will be stoked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we got that story. So, um, I guess for... So, there's not too much more I can talk about when it comes to this. I mean, it was amazing. It was cool. Uh, it was amazing cinematography. Special effects were on point, not overpowering. Um, to the point where it's like, you know, I like Marvel stuff, but like when I'm watching Doctor Strange, I'm like, 
okay, Jesus Christ, how much CGI can we do right now? Right, right. Sometimes you know, and that's sometimes <laughs> the Marvel stuff is a little bit too polished. Right. It's a little mm-hmm. bit too polished, and Dune felt very organic. Like even when you see the giant Shai Halud worm coming out, yep. it's like yep. oh my, you know, huge. Yeah. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't overdone. It looked like a real organic-y, scaly, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it was real uh, real, yeah. real grounded, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. You know, despite movie. being sci-fi. And even their ships that are like those... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't they were like uh, dragonfly. Them, like dragonfly wings. Yeah. Even they kept those. I was like, wow, they kept the dragonfly wings. Yeah. Like, it's a I, weird When I saw that, I was design. like, that's... But it's also an awesome ship design. It is. Too. It's just such a weird ship design. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. So, <laughs> I'm glad they so, kept it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but I mean, story wise, I thought this movie kept me engaged, uh, even with the half hour of the beginning being confusing as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, it was just so much of a fun movie. But let me ask you this: What is so? Uh, Paul's mom, just Lady Jessica. Yeah, right? Lady Jessica. So Paul's mom, Lady Jessica, she taught him the voice. Yes. So what is the voice? Uh, it's basically so. You remember um, that movie Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> and when Obi Wan no, Kenobi said, um, "You don't need to see his identification." Okay. These aren't oh. the droids you're looking for. So it's just it's Dune's basically version a, of the force. It's Dune's version of the it's Dune's version of of influ- influencing the weak minded. Okay. If you use the voice, you can basically make anybody do anything. In, I mean, in a, like a forceful way, but you have to, you know, you have to learn it and commit to it to use right. the voice. And it's like a it's like a learned thing through this uh you know. But Paul wasn't through supposed this weird to learn religion. it. What's that? But Paul wasn't supposed to learn it, right? Paul wasn't, that was, yeah. I don't think Paul was supposed to learn it. Okay. And I don't know if his mother. That's what, thi- I don't. Does his mother think that he's this, you know, like this the messiah or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's this. I mean, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but <laughs> the natives, <laughs> the natives yeah. on the planet Arrakis, uh, the the Fremens, they have the this prophecy that the messiah is going to come and free Arrakis. Mm-hmm. from uh, the Emperor and their spice mining operation. Right. And let Which the also, people of Arrakis have control of the spice. Right. It's also funny that Star Wars has spice in it as well. Yes. Spice, <laughs> I know. Spice trader. Right. <laughs> but it's in, so in Star Wars, it's like, a, it's like a bad thing or something. It's like a drug, it? yeah. Yeah, it's like a drug. Mm-hmm. But in Dune, it's kind of a drug too. Yeah. I mean, it's a mysterious uh, thing. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, final th- thoughts when it comes to the movie itself. Thought it was fantastic. Uh, I'm definitely excited for part two. Great. Wasn't so. Dennis Villanova said something to the effect of part one was the appetizer, and part two is going to be the entree. Essentially, is what he said. Give it. So to he me. basically said, "Get ready," right? But I also heard r- there was gonna be a part three. Did you hear anything about that? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a part. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced a part four. If the director said, I would rather do four parts to tell this story. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, yeah, I feel like that's how long it might take. 
Right. Okay, I was just curious because I thought I heard something and he wanted to do it in part three four. parts. But if they did a three parts, that would be cool though, like the Dune trilogy. I mean, yeah, I'd be do- I'd be down. Yeah, that'd be cool. One hundred percent. Was I'd there anything? Down. So, was there anything you disliked about the movie? Not really. I think they did like such a good job with that mm-hmm. story. Just and I like. That even before it started, it said part one, so I didn't yeah. get my expectations. I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, cool." <laughs> like right. even that set the tone for like just an overall beautiful movie. Like talk about a movie I wish I could watch in IMAX. It's mm-hmm. Dune twenty twenty one, right? Because there's some of those shots, like you know, with the ships and just would look so cool in that IMAX format. Yeah, and I know I it agree. was released in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I can't wait to buy the Steelbook 4K edition of this movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm so I'm so excited. Cannot wait. All right, so Dune 2021. We like the movie. The only qualm I have, and this is my fault for not watching the original, is that the beginning is <laughs> super fucking confusing <laughs> with is. all these names. It is. So, but to be fair, here's my here's what my defense for that. The names are cool as fuck. Like they are. Arrakis, yeah. Harkonnens, Atreides. Mm-hmm. These are all cool names. They are. But then they kind of fuck it up with the first names. They're like Paul. <laughs> yeah, Paul, Atreides. Well, it's like Luke, Luke Skywalker, Skywalker right. Paul, Atreides. Yeah. Yeah. Duke Leto, Atreides. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to our listener mail segment. So, again, listener mail can be sent to darksideama at gmail.com. All right, so much simpler. I can't believe I didn't fucking think of that before. Whatever. <laughs> what are you going to so, do? <laughs> what are the you point do? is you have it now. Got it now. And that's fine. Got it now. That's what counts. So this question comes from Kyle. Kyle, this is a long question, buddy. Uh, hey, everyone. After listening to your Rise of Skywalker podcast from June, I was curious who you would want to direct the next Disney Star Wars movie trilogy when it inevitably gets announced. Also, would you rather have one director that is used for all the movies for consistency? Yes. Or would you, ra- <laughs> would you have certain picks for directors on each act that would fit into the theme of three movie arc? Thanks. Loves listening to you guys. Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that, dude. Um, after this, so, I mean, honestly, I can go either way. Okay. So, I would like one director uh, just for the sake of continuity. Yes. But that doesn't always prove to be the best option because look at the prequels. So. Yeah, but at least, <laughs> you know, the prequels, uh, the, the sequels <laughs> made me appreciate the prequels so much more. Because the sequels have no consistent tone to them. And and at least the prequels have like a consistent it feels like the Star Wars universe, you know? Here's like, the thing. I don't I don't consider that to be the director's fault though. I call I think that's Disney's fault. I mean, yeah, that I mean that could be Disney's fault. To or, or to be more ath- accurate, Kathleen Kennedy's fault. And here's the thing. <laughs> I really I'm a weird Star Wars fan. I really like The Last Jedi. It's my favorite of the sequel trilogy. And so I want to see. It was so upsetting. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to interject here. Go. When I left the theaters of Star Wars Episode Eight, I was angry. I you was mad. Okay. I was fuming. It was my favorite of oh the three. God. 
It was my favorite of the three, and Get I like Get out. Ryan Johnson, and I want to live in Ryan Johnson's Star Wars universe. Here's the thing. I like Ryan cool Johnson, too. I like a lot of his movies. What's Brick? your biggest... Amazing. See, I'm going to try to convert you, because I proselytized The Last Jedi as the best of the, pre- of the sequels, so I want to know why you didn't like it. Okay. We're going to do a mini podcast within this podcast. So. <laughs> Sudden Last Jedi <laughs> podcast. Just real quick, you know. We can, um, we can hammer this out. The things that upset me the most are the m- most simplest things that upset me. Uh-huh. Things that could easily have been fixed with a little bit of CGI or a little bit of dialogue. Okay. And all my problems, most of my problems would have been fixed. Um, uh, space bombs falling in space without gravity. How the fuck do you explain okay, that? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's dumb. Okay. I mean, Add a little dumb-ish. rocket to the little bombs and then problem fixed. Okay. Sure. Um, the fact that Holdo didn't tell Finn what the fucking plan was and she just made him stew over it, which and that in turn made him rebel. And then he's like made to feel like a shitty person because he rebelled. I'm like, no, fuck Holdo. She was a piece of shit. Yeah. She didn't tell anyone what was happening. She can go fuck herself. I'm getting, yeah, like I said, I'm mad. It really bother me. <laughs> it does, though, because. There was there that here's really super bother me. Here's the only reason it bothers me is because there was no explanation given by for why she didn't say anything. Why she didn't say what the plan was. There was zero of that. She was just being a bitch. Uh, yeah. And here and yeah. and here's another thing. So again, it could have been fixed with a little bit of dialogue. Like when Poe woke up and Leia was awake and they're on the fucking escape pod, she could have explained like we had reports that there were first order spies, so we didn't want to give out the plan. Boom. Okay. Dialogue. Fix that issue for me. <laughs> you just wanted to open the lines of communication. Dialogue would have fixed that issue for me. See, but my no. only gripe with The Last Jedi is the really long, slow getaway. <laughs> I think it that's felt like the, the movie only the Chase. dumb plot point. Other, you otherwise, the movie it doesn't the Chase? matter to me. I like, see, I like the conflict between Holdo and Poe. I think that's good. Uh, I liked it as much as as much as you're like you don't like Holdo for what she's doing. I think it was cool character development, and I like that Poe was kind of like a little bit of like the loose cannon and willing to rebel. I think that gives you a little bit of like Poe's character, you know, I in, in like a good way. I disagree wholeheartedly. Okay, that's just well, that's you know, fine. and you know what, and we can agree, we can agree to disagree. Ooh. I think because it was a necessary conflict within the rebellion. Con- why? They Okay, here's why that upsets me as a statement. <laughs> okay. Because there has why, to be conflict why is it a necessary rebellion. conflict? Why does there need to be a necessary conflict of Holdo just being shitty for the fact that uh, Poe was not following rank or whatever? They're fucking being chased. They're about to run out of fuel. Yeah, but teamwork they think makes they're gonna the dream die. Work, you know, they think they're gonna. Yeah, and there was no fucking teamwork from Holdo. <laughs> That's my fucking problem, Nick. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, 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 I understand those criticisms. Yeah, I mean, I understand and, those criticisms. And the problem, now, my some of my favorite Star Wars though is in the Last Jedi. Like all the Ray and Luke stuff is better than all of the other pre, all of the other sequel stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
Kylo Ren is the only good character in the whole sequel trilogy. I agree. And he has the best arc throughout all I three movies. I think he had the best development in The Last Jedi, m- way more than the first or last film. I'll give you way that. Way more. I'll give you that. And so that's why <laughs> I like The Last Jedi. I can leave her to... Um, and, and I usually ignore or fast forward through the, the rebellion slow getaway. And people always just, complain it, about the Canto Bite scene, but I, I defend the Canto Bite scenes too. The Cantobite scene felt very prequely. This, that's why people don't like it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't bother me because the prequels don't well, also, bother me as much anymore. Well, also, this is getting kind of... Okay, this is going to get kind of political. Uh-oh. <laughs> Politics button. Hold Watch on. out. <laughs> I wasn't prepared so, for this. A lot of people... So my brother is one of these... It doesn't bother me as much, but a lot of people also feel that the Cantobite scenes suck because it's like... Rose being like capitalism is bad mm. and like it's kind of like shitting on the idea of capitalism and that's why a lot of like certain people don't like it yeah. I don't have that issue I mean it's but gambling that's not exactly capitalism well capitalism as in terms of the fact that they're basically they're, talking uh, about they're selling guns to both the right you know re- rebellion and the first order right which like is that. a pretty refl- accurate reflection of of society right i mean in the world considering everything that happened in Mm -hmm. i mean to get real political yeah (laughs) with withdrawing from afghanistan and things like that and funding both sides i mean it's a pretty strong social commentary i think the gambling was just a background to it of just showing that rich people uh are going to spend money to suit their own needs rather than anybody else's needs and they're going to sell money to both sides because people make money off of war Okay. Yeah. You know, I didn't see it yeah. as a slam on capitalism. And I liked those scenes because I like young Finn and Rose and whatever kind of getting conned. Like they yeah. were trying to do the right thing, but they don't have enough experience and they needed some real world experience and they got conned big time into like a dangerous thing. Like they ended up on uh, whatever, the Star Destroyer, right? Right his ship and okay and also i have nitpicky things so what i just said those were my mate that was the whole mm-hmm. thing was my major thing mm-hmm. because it just it ruins the whole story for me yeah so nitpicky things when they go to Cantobite, they're looking for this hacker with like a the mm-hmm. fucking rose and their story thing. plot holes of how they got to Cantobite that i don't even want to talk about oh like, yeah yeah that's but dumb like, anyway but they but they were told like this is the only guy this is the only codebreaker who could get past the first order shit. Right. And then they obviously get locked up and then they're like, "Oh, just happenstance. There's another fucking hacker. There's right. another codebreaker." Right. And he's like, "I can do it. <laughs> we're not getting conned." <laughs> right? They were young right. and had no experience and got conned. And I like that. And I think that taught them a good lesson. But they never expanded on the lesson. But they did See, get conned hard. Fair enough. Fair enough. And my number one biggest gripe, and this is a personal I know you're gripe. You're going to say Phasma dying, right? No. I oh, could give that two pissed shits. me off. That's what upset me in this movie. Yeah, I could give two shits. Um, Phasma didn't do shit. She could have. <laughs> so could Boba Fett. and But now we get the Boba Fett yeah, show coming. Yeah, now we get the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Exactly. Excited for that. Um, but no, the so when I first saw 
again, this is the most mislead. This is, uh, I take it back. This is the most misleading trailer was The Last Jedi. So when Rey's on the island getting trained by Luke, Uh he starts saying the things that Obi-Wan said to him in The Force Awakens, you know, reach, reach out, you know, breathe, you know, all this stuff. And when they did the trailer for that, it got me so fucking hyped. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, Lucas training Ray. Holy shit. Yeah. And then what happens when we get to that scene? They turn it's it into this really fucking right. punchline. Yeah. Where he's like a twig on her. He's like, oh, do you feel it? Ha ha. And yeah. then by the time they started doing That's it funny. for real the second time, yeah. I didn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> okay. Because that well, it look, just that's fucking on you. ruined it. <laughs> it. I don't think that ruined, ruined it. it to me. See, I only watched the first teaser trailer of The Last Jedi, and I didn't watch anything else. But that's the one I'm talking about. That was the one where it was Luke narrating in the trailer saying, reach, yeah. reach out. It was still a good trailer. It was, but I'm just saying, when it comes to a serious moment, there's a time for comedy and there's a time for serious moments. That was not a time for a comedic bit. Yeah, for me. I get that. I get that, how that upset people. It didn't really upset me very much. Well, you know what? I'm glad you enjoy it. Because I like the better. I like, and people got mad that Luke Skywalker was mad and, like, bitter and living out by himself as a hermit. I, I really liked it. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that I at all. I loved that. He was like, fuck the Jedi. Fuck all of this. I'm not fighting your war anymore. I've seen too many of my friends die. I turned my nephew to the fucking dark side. I had to kill my father. Like, fuck all this. I get it. Yeah, Luke's pissed. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Also, now, see, now I'm on a fucking. Well, I haven't watched on a the tear. Movie. I'm going to go. I set him on the tracks. Now he's gone. <laughs> you did, man. This is your fault. So. <sighs> Another thing that upset me was the fact that, so Luke in Return of the Jedi, we're going to backtrack. He knows his father is Darth Vader. He Mm -hmm. knows his father has committed genocide. Mm -hmm. His father has been part of the dark side for years, decades. Yeah. I mean, does he know that his father's committed genocide? Yes. Okay. Of course. Okay. All right. And (laughs) even, even then... In Return of the Jedi, he's like, I sense good in you. They're still good in you. They're still good in you. Yeah. And then his nephew, his nephew, who he has known since birth, mm-hmm. trained him, goes, oh, the, I, I can sense the dark side building in him. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That well, part was really fucked up for here's me. Here's the thing. I don't think that's very fucked up. I think that was like a... I mean that's a pretty normal reaction if you've seen if you've been through what Luke has been through. I think I think when Luke was explaining it and he said thinking for a second that I could prevent all of that like I but identified with that like it, thinking it for a second you could prevent all of that and it like having it be a fleeting thought like I don't know the Rain Listen, Ryan Johnson made thought, a lot sure. of the characters feel a lot more human to me than just sci-fi dialogue. I, dude, and so it just I doesn't empathize track for with me. Luke feeling like that. It does not track for me. No? It does not. A, fa- a father he hasn't known. He's never really met his father. Right? Sure. His father is this fucking evil person. Right. And he's like, I sense good in you. I'm gonna, like, and, he, and he fucking success- nah, He fucking successfully 
turns him away from the dark side. Of course, yeah, it was all for did. nothing because he died, but, but he, he successfully got to be a turned him ghost. away. And just because he felt a hint of a dark of the dark side within his nephew, right, his sister's son. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it yes. doesn't fucking. I track. get that, but it, it kind of tracks with me because. Once you become a Jedi, it's not like you're suddenly immune to the pull of the dark side. I'm not saying that you're so not. So in a moment of weakness or an emotional weakness, the dark side could have easily made Luke feel you could prevent all this. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not discounting it completely. I liked that in Luke's character. And I like it makes his uh it makes his sacrifice at the end much uh, like a bigger deal, in my opinion, which I really liked, by the way. I liked him projecting, force projecting himself. That was dope. That, that was, was dope. so fucking cool. And listen, I like some of the things Ryan Johnson, uh, you know, provided, such as like force transference. Sure. Yeah, I like that. I was that was cool, like new force power we haven't seen before. Yeah, totally. Totally cool. I'm not discounting the entire movie completely. I'm just saying it's these reasons that it's way better. You can't like me. it better than 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 episode eight or than whatever episode nine. You can't like it more than the rise of Skywalker. I mean, I don't like it more than the rise of Skywalker. I mean, I <laughs> you can't like right. You like rise of Sky. I see. Rise of Skywalker is like. I, Here's the thing. I rise, felt like the rise. Of, I would rather eat a mile of glass than watch <laughs> the rise of Skywalker ever again. I've watched <laughs> it three times, and that's it. I will never watch that movie again. It's Here's such toilet. I can't even uh, yeah. remember its name. <laughs> well, I mean, you do remember its name. The rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, dude, I'm not saying Rise of Skywalker is perfect. Um, it's not. It's fact, terrible. A lot of times, a lot of times, it's forgettable. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's how Rise of Skywalker got off to the a really bad start with me. If we're talking about good trailers and bad movies, then mm-hmm. we're talking about bad trailers that spoil the movie. We can talk about Rise of Skywalker because <laughs> in the trailer, they show the scene where Lando shows up with the whole Armada galaxy, saving them at the end. They fucking spoiled it in the trailer. Oh, that's true. They did do that. That is some bullshit. That yeah, they did. Fair enough. Listen, different strokes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not. Uh, ultimately, I don't, at the end of the day, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Star the thing. Wars I don't. Is I don't like Rise Star of Skywalker either. It's just. It, it's a Rise of Skywalker is boring. Mm-hmm. That's my problem with it. It's and boring, but it didn't upset me like the, the Last Jedi did. What's the story of the of the Rise of Skywalker? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to quantify. It doesn't have one. It's, it's dumb. It's it's a series of weird little missions that make yeah. no sense that lead to a giant battle that somehow happens because the emperor was alive this whole time, creating another empire. You know what's uh, you know what? Uh, because somehow here's a, here's the a terrible emperor critique. has returned. So here's a terrible. Rec- uh, uh, little nitpicky critique I have for Rise of Skywalker. This will make you happy. The opening crawl is the worst fucking opening crawl it's the worst. of any Star yeah. Wars movie. Terrible. It was literally the first sentence. Palpatine is back. <laughs> I know. I know. 
It's crazy. And they made Ray his granddaughter. Uh, yeah. You you watch that movie again, you tell me how bad The Last Jedi is. Watch I mean, that movie I'll, again, tell me how bad Holdo makes you, because that whole movie is worse than Holdo. I don't agree, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Look, honestly, Rise of Skywalker has some pretty cool parts, but I can't. It does. I can't. I can't with that movie. It's like a bunch of video game cutscenes all mm-hmm. mashed together. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Horses. All right. In space. We should probably we anyway. should probably answer Kyle's question though. Yeah. What did what was Kyle's <laughs> question? Sorry about that, Kyle. <laughs> Things get carried away on here. When it, it, you know what? It happened. Uh, so he so he had a couple like there are multiple parts. Um, who would you want to direct the next trilogy? Um, and would you also have one director used for all of them, or would you be okay with multiple different directors? I'm cool with multiple different directors if there's a clear vision yes. for the trilogy. You know, I, I'm right. cool with each director's sort of artistic take. And if it mm-hmm. was a planned out trilogy, I would welcome multiple directors because I want to see what other directors like feel you know make the star wars universe feel like yeah i agree you know that's cool i agree if i had to pick a singular director though um ryan johnson no fuck off (laughs) that's my answer oh my god he was so no or who did uh rogue one we can agree that rogue one rules okay yeah i agree rogue one was dope yeah so who did rogue one who did do rogue one i can't remember i can't even remember his name must not been important. Yeah, must not have remembered his name. Um, Gareth Edwards. Yeah, there you go. Gareth Edwards. Give me Gareth Edwards. All right. Fair enough. Honestly, this sounds very grandiose, but uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Can Lord. you imagine like a Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan Star Wars movie? It would yeah. be the most beautiful Star Wars movie you've ever seen. It would. It It would. <laughs> It would, which, look, The Last Jedi is currently standing as the most beautiful Star Wars movie I've ever seen. That movie. I thought Rogue One was way better than Last Jedi. Visually? Yes. I don't know if you... They brought back the physical effects, bro. Yeah, they did do a lot of physical effects. Last Jedi had plenty of physical effects. Yeah, Last Jedi can suck my balls. (laughs) I'm always going (laughs) to defend that movie to everybody. And I will always shit on it. I know, people usually do. People usually I'm, do. That's you know fine. What? But you know what? You're allowed your opinion. I'm oh, not yeah. I'm trying to know. change it. And that's the thing. It's like you disliking the movie doesn't, doesn't make you dislike it anymore. Yeah. It doesn't mean, you know, that, that doesn't affect my opinion of it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's go on to another question here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Connor. Connor sent in multiple short form questions. Mm. Um, what's the spookiest movie you've ever seen? Uh, definitely not Halloween Kills. Um, uh, no. No. Oh, man. I don't know if you listen, but we shat on that movie so hard last week. Uh, did you really? Uh, dude, I hate. we hated it. It was. Ah, I wasn't upset by it. No, I was. What it ended up being for me was like too many horror movie tropes over and over again. You know, it's like you can only do it so many times. You can only do one the fake of, out death so many times. One one of the major things for me was half the dialogue was fucking everyone shouting "Evil dies tonight." Yeah. Well, look, if I could get away with that, 
Evil dies. <laughs> evil dies tonight. You know. Um, spooky. I honestly, the only time I've ever been truly spooked out from a movie, when when I was, I think I was nine when it came out. Mm-hmm. When did the Blair Witch Project come out? Nineteen ninety-three. I'm just no. Guessing. I'm guessing. I was three years old. No, ninety-nine. I was right. Uh, so yeah, ninety-nine. I was nine years old. Blair Witch Project came out, and if you remember the advertising yeah. around that movie, like it was marketed as like this is a real story, like this is actually happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. So when we rented it from Blockbuster Video, that's a very old-fashioned thing to say. When we rented it from Blockbuster Video, and my parents brought it home, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, I it scared me too. I remember being scared by that movie. Is that also your that answer? That was then? a spooky You're, movie. Are you going with spookiest on that uh, one? No. So there's a spooky movie. Oh, here it is. There, and it's the first thing I thought of. But there's a a 2001 Japanese movie <laughs> called Pulse. Okay. I know Pulse. the title doesn't sound like anything you'd really want to watch, but trust me when I say. Look for this 2001. It's their Wikipedia calls it a Japanese techno horror film called Pulse. Okay. And it's genuinely the most not like graphic or anything, but it's just a really spooky unsettling movie and story. The- the plast centers on ghosts invading the world of the living via the internet. It mm-hmm. features two parallel storylines. So is it like a horror version of Tron? No, no, it's not. It's it's okay. uh, it, it's not. It's one of the things. So it says it's a techno horror film, but it's not. You know, the Japanese uh, horror films never used like a lot of sp- big special effects or anything. Right. Like yeah, everything they do was shot on location and like right there, and so it feels very like spooky and. and I don't know. It's really good. <laughs> it's really terribly spooky. It's one of those movies that gives you like the chills all the time. Okay. But not like scares you, like jump scares you. No, but th- yeah, yeah. Okay, but the Blair Witch Project did give me chills yeah, the entire like, movie. Like kind of like unsettling chills <gasps> a little bit. It's do that. You re- do you remember when um, in the Blair Witch Project, I remember this vividly. Wow. This image in my it just shot into my head. <laughs> so, when we were watching the movie, uh, one they get one of the guys gets separated from the other two, and he's like gone for days, right? Yeah. Then one night they turn on the camera, and they hear someone shouting in the background, and they're like, "Josh, Josh, is that you?" And like you, like my and my family, like they were turning up the volume on the TV to try to hear like what was being shouted back. Oh my god. And it was it like I just remembered like you just hear faintly. Yeah, just. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, that's yeah. And they did that really well. That was like you know, the first like found footage, right? Yes. Movie, which found I like footage, found yes. footage movies. They, I'm a fan. They can get a little old after a minute. Yeah, they can. Like Paranormal Activity. Well, the first one was fine, and then they made, like, fucking eight more. Yeah. So, uh, some of the other ones were actually pretty good. They turned it into, like, this whole mythology of, like, these sisters that were haunted their whole lives. It kind of turned into, like, a thing. Yeah. 
like a whole series. Do you ever see Chronicle? No, I didn't see Chronicle. Chronicle is like a superhero found footage movie. Oh, yeah, see, that would be cool. It's a, it's not bad. I like found. I liked uh, Cloverfield. Oh yeah, Cloverfield was dope. That was a cool. Yeah, that was a cool found footage. Uh, another one of his short questions he has is, "What is your favorite drink to have while watching a movie?" Ooh. Um, personally, whenever I watch a movie, I always like to have popcorn from my Whirly Pop. Yeah. And with with popcorn, my favorite thing to have is a cherry Pepsi. Cherry Pepsi? Cherry Pepsi. I don't know what the combination is between like the popcorn and the cherry, but it's a perfect combo yeah. for me. I can I see love that it. being a delightful combination. That's, see, what, that's what I like. At home, it's nothing. At home, it's like... <laughs> whatever boring i'll just drink water like i need to stay hydrated right but if i go to the movie theater and they have the option for uh, a red slushy a cherry slushy oh yeah you get a cherry slushy i always get uh peanut m&ms i get the share size of peanut m&ms for movies my go-to nice. used to be whoppers um but if they don't have whoppers peanut m&ms and then peanut m&ms kind of just took over one day Peanut M and M's, I feel like, are the most underrated M and M's. Yeah, there. It's a great movie food. It is. It is. Indeed. It is a great movie food. All right. Uh, let's go on to another one here. This one comes from Jason. Hey guys. So, with the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, do you think this will spawn more movies that really looks into the mythology of the Mortal Kombat universe? What or what do you wish you had gotten more out of from the movie? I wish I had gotten a better movie, Jason. Yeah, I, you know, I liked Mortal <laughs> Kombat. It was a new one? Yeah, I liked it more than... I didn't like it more than the very, very first Mortal Kombat, but I kind of thought it was way cooler than all of the other Mortal Kombats. Fair. Fair enough. The thing with Mortal Kombat is, like, the first 15 minutes, much like the first 15 minutes of Halloween Kills, tricked me into thinking I was going to be watching a good movie. Sure, sure. Because, like, the first 15 minutes of the Mortal Kombat movie, it's, like, you know, old Japan, like yeah. Samurai Japan, and, it like, it actually looks like that era. Yeah. And it looks really good. Um, And I was like, holy fuck, this might actually be great. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. And then it just wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> then it just wasn't. And then it just Listen, wasn't. here's the thing with Mortal Kombat is... I love Mortal Kombat, the video game, but video games rarely have really kick-ass storylines, especially video games from the early 90s that were fighting games that were just basically like blood-glorified fighting games. They didn't intend to have a good story. It's like uh, Outworld and villains and then magic and then it's Mortal Kombat. You know, you rip people's spines out. That's what happens. Right. It wasn't until way, you know, much, much later that Mortal Kombat became this like institution where it's like oh now we have to have a story now we have to have a feud between scorpion and sub-zero and we have to build that into the mythology and it's like it didn't start off strong you know yeah so it's like some of mortal kombat is just dumb you know and there's no way to do it cool it's like you can't right. do jack's cool he's just you know he's that big guy with robot metal arms right you know in fact like the, uh, the the best thing about the new Mortal Kombat movie was Kano. Yeah, dude, uh, Kano, Kano was ruled dope. in the new movie. 
Yeah. And that's the only good Kano. The Kano in the first movie was even kind of dumb. Oh, yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah, I agree. I mean, do I want more Mortal Kombat movies? Sure. If I, I want to waste some time. Dude, I'd watch them. Oh, yeah. I would, I would sure. actively, I personally would actively look forward to, if they did like Mortal Kombat 2 and they teased like, you know, some more, because there's a whole sloth of, you know, a whole swath of characters out there. Mm-hmm. If they tease some characters, I'd be so on board for that. I mark out for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Knowing full well that the story's going to be not great. Right. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Hold on. Let's see what other questions we have here. Um... Oh, this is on. This is another. This is another one from Kyle. Uh, after seeing some of the new trailers slash announcements for video games movie like Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City, yeah. I got thinking about my iffy history of video game movies being disappointment to the fans of the games. There's always potential for great movies to be made from games, but it seems, with a few exceptions, that they most always, almost always, don't turn out well. Do you think video games adaptations into movies is a format that can still deliver quality films, or would it be better to go more into the show route like Netflix with The Witcher? Or should Hollywood just admit defeat and stop trying to make video games movies altogether? Yeah, you know. (laughs) Dude, great fucking question. That is a really good question. and Great fucking question. I think that maybe Hollywood should just give up. Because (laughs) here's the thing. A video game is a much better, more immersive experience for the user than as a video game, as a video game. Like, yeah, it's, it's meant to be an interactive thing. It's like, Oh, let's make a Skyrim movie. Okay. That'd be a terrible idea. Right. Right. Because Skyrim is this big immersive world with people. And it's like, it's a much better experience to just play Skyrim than to make a movie out of something that's already better than a movie. Yeah. You know, and and that's kind of the thing, the difference between movies and games. And, you know, when I'm watching a Resident Evil movie, like, I can clearly go tell that character, you're fucking stupid, Dot, stop walking that way. Right, right. But in the game, it literally forces you to walk that way. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to go to this place to complete the game. Yes. So and it and it's scarier because it you know and in a sense you yourself are walking into what you yeah can assume is a trap yes 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 and that's a cool experience yeah (laughs) you know I think so I mean I mean so besides The Witcher which I heard is great I haven't watched it myself Uh, I've never actually played a Witcher game so I'll probably enjoy it more than most yeah. Um, have there been any good video game adaptation into movies or shows? Well, I don't know if you Anything watched you Rampage, can think of? but not <laughs> Rampage. <laughs> no, Rampage uh, was fine. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Doom wasn't good. <laughs> Doom wasn't great. The first no. Mortal Kombat, I still is like remains as one of the most okay video game movies. Let's see. Best worst video games movie ranked. Uh, the original Lara Croft with Angelina Jolie wasn't terrible. It uh, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It it was better than the new fucking Lara Croft. Did you see that? No, no, I haven't seen. I didn't care. 
It was garbage. Yeah, don't care. Oh my god, Super Mario Bros. I forgot about Super Mario oh, Bros. Oh yeah, that one's real bad. So bad. Real oh my god, Street bad. Fighter. I forgot about Street Fighter. Yeah, poor which and I, with Raul Julia. That was his last role, and that's <laughs> and like he gave it his all. Yeah. Silent oh, man. Hill. Doom. Doom wasn't very good. Doom wasn't great. Double Dragon. Oh my God. Yeah, Double, Double Dragon. Dragon. The first Mortal Kombat still holds I up. I mean, hey, you know what? I'm uh, I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for this, but I did not mind the Max Payne movie. I di- I didn't see the Max Payne movie, but I'm imagine you would get shit for catch shit for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it was good, but I'm saying I didn't mind it. There's, you know, some movies just fall into that category. Right. Yeah. And here's the thing. My tolerance for don't mind it movies is getting lower and lower. Like, I look at my time as a limited amount of time. So if I'm going to dedicate like two and a half hours to a movie, I'd like it to be a little bit better than, than not that bad. Like, that is upsetting to me. If something's not that bad, it might as well just be terrible. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my God. Need for Speed. I forgot need they made a Need for, for speed. speed. And Warcraft. Jesse Pinkman. World of Warcraft, they made a movie. Did they? Yeah. It was it the trailer before everything that I saw, like, in 2016. But even then, like, how do you make a video? Like, that's a open world fucking. Yeah. There's no plot to it. Yeah, the game's better than the movie. It's the game's yeah. always going to be better than the movie. Yeah. So yeah, one hundred percent, Kyle. I think they need to stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. But here's the thing: make an anime series. Like there used to mm. be. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I just saw this on IMDb. There used to be a Fatal Fury like anime series, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I would watch Fatal, Fatal Fury, Fury anime series. Do you ever play Fatal Fury? Mm-mm. The Capcom fighter? It was fun. Let me look it up. Fatal Fury. It was a good 2D like Street Fighter. It was like Oh yeah, Fighter it rip-off. definitely looks like a straight it definitely looks like a Street Fighter ripoff. Yeah. But Okay. It was big in Japan and they made like an anime series and that was kind of cool. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's, what games what games do you know of that could work as a series, though? I Dude, I haven't played video games in quite a long time. The last yeah. system I bought was a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> that was the last system system that I bought. Oh, man. That's a shame. Because yeah. if, I, if I were to suggest a game to you, I would easily suggest uh, uh, Star Wars The Fallen Order. Yeah. Because, my God, that I've game heard. is amazing. I, there's been a few Star Wars. There's been a few games over the years that have almost got me to purchase a new system, but there hasn't <laughs> been one quite yet. Mm. There hasn't been one quite yet. Really what I want is, like, a PlayStation 5, but with, you know how they did PlayStation 4 VR? Mm-hmm. I want, like, a PlayStation 5 VR, and I can sit on my couch and, like, pilot an X-Wing in VR. That's all I really want. That'd be pretty dope. That's all I want. I'd buy a new system for that, too. Yeah. I would buy a PlayStation 5 with VR, like, shut up, take my money. I'll buy, like, the custom X-Wing console so that the buttons and things are, you know, 
Dude, I actually think you can do that. I'll sit on my couch and play Pilot Next Wing. Star Wars games. Hold on. I think the new flight game is VR compatible. Star Wars Squadron. Uh, squad. Star Wars Squadrons. <laughs> Jesus Squadrons. Christ. Squadrons. But I don't think the PlayStation Five has VR. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons VR gameplay. Yeah, you can do Squadrons VR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brah. Looks like you're buying a new system, brah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, I got to put my money where my mouth is. But I do want to do that. I think that would be like, that's what would finally get me over the edge into VR, would be like PlayStation VR. Yeah, I think you can do PSVR with PS5. Oh, looks like Nick's getting a new system. Dang, looks like I am. <laughs> all right uh that will do it for this episode that'll do it for listener mail again if you have any questions feel free to send them to the new email uh darksideama at gmail.com nicks thank you so much again for joining us my pleasure thank you for having me oh dude so much fun always Um, good time a hundred percent we'll do it again sometime in the future yeah and uh thank you again so much for listening everyone we'll see you next time (laughs) 